On yesterday's show, you heard from Toby Williams, East Coast sheep and beef farmer, and when he's not doing that, he's Federated Farmers Forestry spokesperson. He was pleased with the new rules that are coming in to police the industry around the removal of slash from erosion-prone land. Let's see what the industry has to say about it. Don Carson, the very experienced and highly paid PR man for the New Zealand Forest Owners Association. Don, you've really worked for your keep in the past year or two with all the slash problems. What does the industry make of this response from the government? Yeah, I think I think it's a reasonable enough one. I mean, we will argue around the fringes whether we should have had a separate standard for the uh, carbon-only farmers, but it's all been put into the National Environmental Standard, given it a slightly new name, and uh, clarified some rules. It'll be a rush to comply with those rules. It, it's, it comes on very quickly, but essentially we know for the red and orange zone land, it's vulnerable, it's steep, thin soils and the slash has a risk of going down those slopes and into rivers and causing causing trouble downstream. I think, uh, to take a bit of an aside, uh, an awful lot of what happened in Hawke's Bay and Tairawhiti uh, wasn't forest slash. It was whole trees, be they willows, poplars, pines, uh, native trees going down because of the intensity of the storm. But if we just stick to the uh, regulations there, a uh, certain size of uh, material has to be taken off and secured, uh, whether it be chipped or taken right off the slope or taken somewhere else. Um, the reservation we have about it is uh, the vulnerable slopes of the steep ones. Uh, that's where the logs run the greatest risk of going down into the river, small logs. Uh, and getting them off can be a health and safety risk. And uh, we don't believe that the uh, resources in local government to do individual rules for individual districts are up to working those out. We don't want to put our workers at risk. The requirements are reasonably stringent, I would have thought. Slash no longer than two metres or more than 10 centimetres in diameter must be removed from this erosion-prone land. So this is basically sort of everything apart from the small small branches and sticks. Yeah, it's it's pretty comprehensive. I mean, I would emphasise that most of the harvesting that we do is not on the orange and red zone land. I think a lot of that will be phased out over time, uh, whether some of those uh, trees will ever be harvested. And then that makes another problem because once they get big uh, and the jury is out as how big they can get and how old they can get before they're really uh, a risk. Uh, some say it's you know, 50 years, others say it's at 150. We don't know yet. But, uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, Removing the slash is only one part of the whole equation. Stabilising those slopes after a harvest has gone off or after the pine trees have been taken off, uh, yeah, that is really the challenge because native trees, everybody talks about putting native trees in, uh, generally it's, uh, it's a hard row. Uh, you're getting some parts of the country getting dry, so they'll dry out. There's browsers that'll eat them. And, uh, and then storms that'll wash them out and they're more vulnerable because they generally grow more slowly. I, I, I did a hear, tricky solution. I did hear Forest Owners Association President Grant Dodson, who's a reasonably eloquent sort of man, speaking to Mike Hosking, and, and Grant quite rightly said that, you know, a lot of the plantings happened as a result of Cyclone Bowler or after it to try and stabilise that highly erodible land. And in hindsight, whether it's an accident of history, trees were planted in the wrong place. But what else could well, you trees, do? Trees, yeah, yeah. what else indeed could you do? And if you're hard-headed about it, if that planting didn't occur after Bowler, uh, then there would have been a lot more of farmland uh, that went down into the rivers. 
and uh, the estimate that uh, Landcare for MEV have made of the amount of soil that was removed in Cyclone Gabriel in February, this February, uh, was around 300 million tonnes. There would have been a lot more than that if you hadn't done the East Coast deforestation scheme. So it's, it's a no-win situation. Once that original native cover was taken off more than 100 years ago, you were going to have problems all down the track, no matter what you did. Uh, that land is some of the most vulnerable in the entire world. And if you get those intense storms now coming on top of it, any solution is going to be very difficult. Final question for you, Don. I need to wrap this. Right. Is this going to make forestry uneconomic? And I say that because log prices aren't that flash at the moment. Uh, yeah, although the fluctuations in log prices are much less than the fluctuations in meat and dairy prices of recent times. Yeah, there will be reconsiderations because not only that, we're now expected to pay for the emissions trading scheme rather than those who admit it, simply because the government department who had to work out what was called the cost recovery. So on top of that, we've got extra rates, uh, the incentive for local government to impose more rates. So the costs are going up of compliance um, pretty massively. So on top of that, you've not got uh, carbon credits if you have a national and a New Zealand first government. So it's uh, very tricky to maintain a confidence. And if you are investing in something, be it a milking shed or planting trees, you're looking at a very long-term um, prospect for getting a return from that. So it's it's tricky. Confidence can be eroded so rapidly, be it environmental standards or compliance costs or whatever. So the industry is looking very... Um, worriedly at what the incoming government, be it uh, Labor coming back or National or whatever, um, as to what, what is just around the corner because the recent experience hasn't been good. You know? I'm out of time, mate. You're, you're going to earn yep. your keep as the PR man for the New Zealand <laughs> Forest Owners Association. Keep up the good work. And I just want to remind people it's a very important export industry, so we ignore it uh, at our own peril. Got to go. We and do indeed.